Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. No way. Everybody knows you never go full retard. You went full retard, man. I'm your huckleberry. How many assholes we got on this ship anyhow? Yo! I knew it. I'm surrounded by assholes. Hit the lights. It's boner time. Hey, where are the white women at? Excuse me while I whip this out. <laughs> what is your major malfunction, numbnuts? You have smoked yourself retarded. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? And welcome to another Monday Night Master Debaters, the round table with no point. That's because it's round. Tonight, I'm joined by my good friend, Ryan Dean. And a repeat victim, Mr. Ron from New England. Ron, how's it going, bud? It's going good, Matt. How are you? Good. Ryan, how you doing, bud? Same old stuff over here, dude. The internet's a little slow for some reason. So is cell phone service. So we'll see if this is Ukraine or Russia. We'll see what's oh, up. Oh, it's a hack. It's We've been hacked. Already. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dude, we, we were talking already, and I, I want to hit this kind of up front and one of the many things we can hit on tonight. But this this madness of this whole Ukraine situation and Russia and, you know, it's I've been following it much like you guys for since it started and be, you know, before, because this has been percolating, you know, since all that went down in 2014. Um, this isn't anything new. Uh, it's just kind of come to a head and there's a couple things that I can't, you know, I can't figure it out because it doesn't seem to make sense. You're hearing one thing in the news, you're hearing a different thing on the ground. Um, and then you go to the socials and man, you're seeing a wide variety of, of stories and themes and, you know, uh, goals behind it. And I just don't know what to make of it. Um, and, you know, it's it's funny. The one thing that I, I have learned is this has just illustrated even more and more to me that you have to pick a team. Right. In, in the in the social media world or in, the, you know, that world, you have to pick a team because I've kind of st- I stayed in the middle. I don't think Russia's right in this. I don't think Ukraine's right in this. And I, I really don't care either way. And I hope we don't get involved uh, from United States standpoint. But you watch social media and everybody has, I stand with Ukraine or you get a few people who, you know, got some balls and throw the Russian flag in their profile picture. And, uh, but you know, it is what it is. I I don't know what to make of it. You know, I, I hear stories from Putin's taken out the deep state to we're taking out bio labs to this is kind of a distraction from all our problems here. And you know, I, I don't know what to, I think it may be a little all the above. And the other interesting thing that I haven't heard a lot of people talk about is. In January, um, the ex-president of Ukraine was brought in and on treason charges. 
And I don't know how that ties into this whole uh, scenario with with why Russia would invade. But basically what he, he he's being charged with is back in 2014 and 15 buying coal from the separatists, you know, and that's when they had the what is it? The Donbass region that separated from Ukraine, the the uh, on the eastern side. And so supposedly he was he was funding them by buying coal from them. And, and that's what they're charging him on. 10 years later. Um, but I, I don't know. What do you guys make of this whole scenario? Well, Poroshenko, when he was president, I mean, I mean, we, the United States actually overthrew him and, and we installed Zelensky. So Zelensky is, is our guy. I mean, he's our guy. So uh, it, which, which just leads you to believe that, you know, it's a very strong possibility that he could be deep state because Ukraine, uh, and I'm not saying Poroshenko was any good at anything, but but the Zelensky guy, he's pulled a lot of weird stuff too. So uh, you know, you know, there's a lot of talk that Ukraine is is a hub for human trafficking. It's like the number one hub for human trafficking, right? It's also uh, where all the corrupt banks and they do a lot of money laundering there, and uh, and it's also it's also uh, Ukraine today is what the Kazarian Empire used to be was based was based in Ukraine. Well, it wasn't Ukraine back then, but you know what I'm talking about was Kazaria. And uh in in this talk and Ryan and I actually talked about this last day, uh, a little bit about the Kazaria mafia and how the Kazarian mafia is is basically what what is this another word for the cabal? It's another word for the deep state, the new world order, whatever you want to call it, right? Is the Kazaria mafia. I did a lot a lot of reading about it today. And uh and like I said, Ryan and I talked about that yesterday. So you have uh, you have the bio bioweapons labs, you know, in, in the mix and what, which just happens to be like where a lot of his uh, Putin's attacks are. You know, if you do like a map, a map overlay, it's it's like almost to the T where these bio labs are. So so uh, and, and like you say, Matt, you go all over social media. Twitter's a big one. Uh, so I've been venturing into that a little bit more. And you got these, you know, you got the two sides. It's polarized, right? Just like the American, you know, the right and left. I mean, this is what we're getting right now. You got all the people with the the Ukrainian flags, and then you got the people that are like Putin's taking out the deep state. He's not the bad guy here. Faction on the other side. So I mean, either way, it just sucks that people are getting killed, and and things are getting destroyed or whatever. But when you see what's going on, like on the news, and I think they're fanning the flames for sure. Like they want this, they actually want this to be a bigger thing. And no matter, you know, and Biden's just sitting back and he isn't doing shit about it, right? He's not interested in doing anything about it because, you know, he might have something to lose because we all know that Hunter Biden's involved with Burisma, Pelosi's kids over there, Romney's kids over there. Uh, who's who's the other one, Ryan? Uh, you got the, Pelosi oh, too. Oh yeah, uh, John Kerry was the one I was thinking of. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah, the Heinz kid. Kerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all uh, all their kids, all their kids are over there making money. They're juiced in. Of course, we all know that all of these politicians that we just named are all crooked and shady as anything. So you you know you got to think that maybe something's going on in Ukraine like that we don't know about. You know, it, and of course, this is not the Ukrainian people, right? We're not talking about the people here. We're talking about the government and in in the shadow government of Ukraine or who's actually running the show over there. You know, and, and I had a theory. I was talking to New York Patriot a little bit, and uh 
you know, just on one of his posts. And I said that, uh, well, he, he had said that if you think that Putin is there taking out the deep state for Trump, then, you, you know, you're basically you're an idiot. And I said, well, he could be taking out the deep state. That doesn't mean he's trying to take it out for Trump. You know, you've got all these Russian oligarchs. You've got all these all these like billionaires in Russia. And who's to say that the deep state's not on their doorstep looking for their cut and threatening them? And this is a way for them to get away from that where they can maybe work around. It's just one of my theories. Well, yeah, and, maybe and the Ru- Ron, that's a good point, okay. too, because one of the things that I, I heard is that, you know, one of the things Zelensky was doing was was supposedly going after the Ukrainian oligarchs. And, you know, you know how well that goes when somebody goes after the people with money. That usually doesn't work out well. But like you said, Zelensky seems to be the puppet that we installed because he was you know, elected overwhelmingly with zero political experience, you know, coming off right. an acting and comedian career. So, well, he, well, he played the president on TV. So, I mean, that, that's, uh, that, that was his, uh, credentials going it qualifies into it, you right? these days. I mean, why not? Well, there, there you go. Well, no different than Donald Trump. Right. So, uh, so yeah, so there's something going on over there. Right? I just, we all know that the oligarchs are the ones that run every country, including the United States, right? So it's it's no different. And I and I mean it's the same thing in Russia. You know, I've been I was doing a lot of reading about that. That now Putin's under fire. He's under fire from within from all these oligarchs over there that are like, hey, what are you doing? You're costing us billions of dollars here, right? You got to quit this shit. You know, whatever it is you, you were doing, get it get it in, get it done, and get out, so we can get back to making money. You're making us you're making our wallets look bad. You know, so so I did read a few reports like that, too. So so he's under fire. And in this talk that uh, Putin's you know, going cuckoo, maybe, you know, same thing like what we say, what Biden's doing. Uh, Ryan and I talked that Putin looks, uh, you know, we we understood that Putin had some weird sickness in the last few years. And and maybe that's coming to fruition. And this is something that he wants to do before he's gone. And then you got people on Fox News predicting that he's going to be dead in a week. So. Yeah, you know, you know. It's just so, it's or just like or or so, that he's got his finger on the button, right, Ron? I mean, that's the other thing. Well, yeah, we're well, we're going to DefCon yeah. one. We're gonna we're gonna keep cranking it up. You know, yeah. Putin's gonna start this nuclear war. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So so they're pushing the the nuclear war scare on us, which I just don't see happening. I just really don't. I did see a video come out of Ukraine today. Of course, said it was out of Ukraine. Uh, that shows like this massive explosion and a massive mushroom cloud well it seems to me we would know that he if he was using nuclear weapons right and, and, and judging by what he's doing and how long it's taking him to even get it to kiev uh i don't think i don't think he's going to be using any nuclear weapons i, I mean if he was going to do that like he could have done that already you know yeah and, 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 and if and if and if well if he wanted ukraine territory why would you why would you want to irradiate it Exactly. So that's what I was going to say. If right? you're going to if you're going to yeah. plan on taking something and that's what I don't I don't see this as him trying to, you know, overtake Ukraine and bring them back into the fold. You know, I think he wants to keep them there as the buffer. Right. I don't, I obviously he doesn't want them to join NATO. Um, but at the same time, you hear, you know, one of the reports early was that he was going to take out the Nazis in ukraine which i found to be interesting because i remember back when you know in 2014 when when the whole revolution was going on 
that that was one of the talks was that these forces, a lot of them were, you know, essentially white nationalists and, yeah, and that yeah. they, they were, they were developing this sort of, you know, extreme uh, military and, and that, that they were, you know, Nazi-esque. I don't want to say, you know, the Nazis again, because they're not nowhere near there in scale or scope, but along those lines. And I haven't heard I, anything about it since. Dude, I, I saw that as a, uh, I think it was Putin's way of kind of making fun of the American government for calling everything Nazis. I think okay. he's like, oh, no, I'm just going in there trying to take out the Nazis. You know what I mean? That's okay, what it so seems like. So actually, Ryan, there is, uh, okay, so in Ukraine, you have the military, then you have their, their version of the National Guard, but then you have armed militias, right? Mm-hmm. So Ukraine, there was factions in Ukraine after World War II that remained very loyal to the Nazis. And of course, this mindset is brought up generational, right? So, so did you guys see any of the pictures of some of the militia guys and uh, their militia flags? They're Ukrainian colors, but they have the swastika in the middle. Yep, J- mm. just like the Nazi flag. They well, all have and the and Ron, you'll helmets. see you'll see militia pictures with the actual Nazi flag too. I've seen those as well with the you know the red, white, and black one. Yeah, yeah. So so the, so there is a neo-Nazi faction. Uh, in the militia in the Ukraine. And right now, let's face it, the Ukrainian government's handing out what they hand out over over 10,000 automatic weapons. And yeah, uh, oh yeah there's God. neo-Nazi factions everywhere, though. You know what I mean? And and whether it's the United States, whether it's Russia, I'm sure Russia's got a decent population of, of white supremacy there, too. Um, but yeah, man. And, and another thing, too, is we would see if if we were in support of a certain side, and we saw these neo-Nazi plants there, we would call them plants, right? But then, like, if it's on another side, we'd be like, no, dude, this is this is real. You know what I mean? So it's interesting to think about it like that, where th- there's, like, a confirmation bias, no matter which way you're looking at it. Right now, I was looking into, um, you know, the movie Hostel. Yeah. So there- oh, Ron, you'd like it. Right now, you should watch it. Like, at, like when you're, if you got some free time, because... It takes place in Eastern Germany, but these kids go and they try and party in Amsterdam, which is, you know, obviously over to the West in Europe. And then they go over to Eastern Germany. They never really define where they're at, but there's a lot of human trafficking going on in this movie. And it kind of I was just trying to see if I could like definitively find where they end up going. But the people don't even know where they're at and they end up going out. But it looks like they're in Russia. But I wonder if it's in Ukraine. You know what I mean? Just some of that predictive programming. It's produced by Quentin Tarantino. Eli Roth was the director. Um, so it's a it's a you know highly connected, probably a subliminal message or two in that movie. Oh yeah, that very well could be. But that's interesting. I just watch. I just watching this. Uh, they say Russia Russia's forty mile convoy closes in on Kiev. So so here so here's how the news gets blown out of proportion, right? Earlier today, we were saying they were saying that uh, a drone had gone over and was taking a picture of a three mile long convoy headed to Kiev of Russian soldiers, uh, you know, tanks, APCs, support vehicles and all this. Now they're saying it's 40 miles. Am I wrong? Why wouldn't that be in kilometers? Am I Uh, wrong to think that? uh, Well, maybe because they're reporting in the United States. Okay. So they're just giving us the United States version. I mean, I mean, I mean, we know what a kilometer is in the automotive business, right? 
Uh, yeah. And in the mil- in the military, a kilometer. When you hear somebody say a click, like it's five clicks out, that means it's the, a, a click is a kilometer. Yeah. So there's a lot of military people would know that, but you know, average American citizen, they're not going to know what a kilometer is. So so when they tell you on the news, they just say miles. And think okay. about that. Think about forty miles. Come on now. And and we saw yeah. this too. Uh, I've seen a few videos of you know supposed them moving massive amounts of of tanks and stuff on train lines. And, Mm -hmm. you know, how much how valid that is, because that's a lot of the fear porn they used uh, back in 2020 when they were talking about martial law here. You know, you saw those videos of Humvees and tanks and vehicles on trains on long lines. And there was no explanation to it other than, oh, they're coming to your cities and, you know, be ready. They're moving NATO troops around. And yeah, yeah, no, that was that was just fear porn, Matt. Uh, And the same thing, they had the, the videos of the U.N. vehicles on the train and, and come to find out they were just coming from the company that builds them for the UN and the United States. Uh, okay. Okay. So shipping military equipment by rail. I mean, that's the best way to do it. I mean, e- even the Nazis. Okay. So when the Nazis during operation Barbarossa, uh, when they invaded Russia uh, and, and, and they would have all these trains that would go up to what, what was Leningrad, which today is St. Petersburg. They moved all their tanks, all their armored personnel carriers, all their trucks by train. You know what I mean? That, yep. That's the quickest way to get them there is by train. And, and when people go, when people go on and on online, I mean, these people are mostly idiots. Yep. They're like, oh, my God, look what I just saw. I just saw this today. Dude, you didn't just see that today. That video is from like two years ago. Well, and that's that's the problem right. I'm having, Ron, is between the news and social media. 90% of the, the videos, pictures, stories you're getting are bullshit. You know, yeah. you, you, they're all being, I mean, you go to, it's funny because I check uh, now every day, the BBC, you know, the British broadcasting channel, their uh, web page, because they're actually calling out all of the fake stuff that's been put out there um, in the news and on social media. And it's, it's nonstop. I mean, you're seeing people, supposedly soldiers walking around with wooden guns you know you're seeing guys standing in the background their clip falls out of their their weapon and like all this like comedy you know it's 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 like the worst of the best of the nonsense all in one did you see the the trail of people running by and there was a dummy that got blown up into the air like a crash test dummy i saw that I mean, like, what's the point of that? Because clearly, like, so what I don't think and maybe we can all agree on this. We're not saying that there's not any kind of war or conflict going on over there right now. But what's the point of showing shit like that? It's what's the point of that? It's the same thing they did in the beginning of COVID, Ryan. It's to push their narrative. Right. I mean, it's remember that was from a movie. That yeah, remember when movie, we saw right? the hospitals and, you know, there were dummies in those beds. And we've seen it in Ukraine, too. I saw it the other day. There was a video of a uh, quote-unquote uh, hospital that had to move all the infants to the basement. Yeah. And all Subways. The, yeah, they were all dolls. You know, they, none of them were moving. None of them were crying, making a noise. And then you look at, the, like, the shine on their head. They were all, like, rubber dolls. And it's like, what... Why? Why do we need to do this? But I, I think it's just, you know, they need ammo for their story and they need to hit at you emotionally, right? To sell this. Well, so, dude, my question is, when is when is social media going to just get taken, like get, get gotten rid of? Like, yeah. Because 
if that's the case, I mean, yeah, people can promote their businesses and shit on social media. But uh, in situations like this, if you're just showing fake shit from movies and just like just spreading deliberately spreading misinformation, and I hate that word, but it is a thing. If you're just going to spread fake shit and you're just going to try and get people on one side or the other, when is social media going to be gotten rid of altogether? Supposedly, Mark Zuckerberg asked the government if he should get rid of uh, Russia as a whole on Facebook, right? Like no access to Facebook and Instagram for for Russia. Yeah. Why does he have to ask? Well, why does he have to ask? Yeah. And, And did you guys see the thing with Ukraine and Elon Musk? That was interesting how. The Ukraine yeah, yeah. was asking, uh, you know, Musk to basically fire up Starlink for them. And he responded within a couple hours, supposedly, and got it up and running for them. So that that was another little piece of theater that I found real interesting to, to pull Elon Musk into this whole scenario. Now, now we're getting everybody. This is like wrapping everything into one. Isn't Elon Musk uh, originally uh, his family Eastern European anyway? South African. Oh, okay, okay. So, so yeah. So, what the deal is is all those satellites are already in play, right? But in order for you to get Starlink to get the internet, you have to have the receivers, right? So, so you get the receiver and you set it up. Now, I've looked into this and I'm thinking seriously about getting it for my business. Uh, you put it you put it out there you plug it in and that that satellite dish automatically finds the satellite for you and when, and if anything moves that satellite moves and keeps it tuned in so what so what the deal was is uh that they were concerned that their internet was going to get cut off by russian hackers and here's the other thing they still have high speed internet they still have power if you were invading a country and you really wanted to hurt the country that would be that's a playbook in all military. Get rid of the infrastructure. Turn off the wall. This is what the Germans did in uh, when they had the siege of St. Petersburg or siege of Leningrad. Turn off the water. Turn off the power. Of course, in this days, turn off the Internet that goes along with turning off the power. You cut off the communication. You cut off their food. You cut off everything. And it makes the people think a little bit more uh, towards uh, doing what you tell them to do. Right. Yeah, they still have power. They still have power. So what it was was in 10, 10 hours, Musk sent uh, sent a sent a plane over there with all kinds of the Starlink uh, receivers. It took about ten hours, and, and and they got to Kiev. So so the receivers could get to Kiev, but the Russian troops can't. Well, well I, I just find that interesting. Go ahead, Matt. No, go ahead, Ryan. Go ahead. I was going to say, look at the way that, uh, you know, SWIFT, the banking shit from like the 70s, right? I mean, this is outdated infrastructure for banking. They are, they're talking about, you know, shutting down Russian uh, connected bank accounts, talking citizens, right? Citizen, Russian citizens don't get access to their banks. Uh, FIFA isn't allowing Russian soccer players, who I'm sure are a massive, uh, massive amounts of terrorists there. You know, these these fucking 90 pound twinks running around kicking a soccer ball. No one is actually doing any damage. And, and they're they're still allowing the energy because, you know, there is some energy that comes from the United States for Russia. Right. They could fuck with their infrastructure when it comes to energy. You know, there. Yes, there's a lot of uh, petroleum based stuff that comes out of Russia. But I mean, it's kind of a mutual benef- benefit, a mutual relationship. And there's no reason uh, to target the citizens that have nothing to do 
with the actual war going on. It's similar to uh, censorship here in the United States. You know, if you're a conservative or you're a populist, you get shut down on Instagram or you get censored. We're doing that same thing to Russian citizens that probably in all reality, maybe they don't, you know, respect Putin. That's probably why they fucking moved to the United States in the first place. But they're being watched heavily right now. And that's kind of fucked up. So a lot of Russian influencers, and I follow a few of them on TikTok, they are going on and doing videos saying, listen. Are they of the female persuasion, Ron? uh, Not not all of them. Oh, really? Yeah. No, no. There's some, uh, there's a couple of cooks that I like to follow out of Russia. Actually, he might be in uh, one of the Southern regions, like in Chechnya, Georgia, or something like that. This guy is an amazing cook. He does everything from scratch. Anyways, getting off topic. So, but a couple of them are are chicks, yeah. And uh, but anyways, they're saying uh, how they're getting they're getting threats. Uh, people are unfollowing them and and just being really nasty to them. And they're like, look, we are not Putin. We are not Putin. We are not the one. We do not believe in this war. We don't want this war. They consider Ukrainians how we consider Canadians, or how we would consider Australians or New Zealand people. You know, we're all English speaking. We're all we're all kind of like brothers, right? All our countries are brothers. Uh, and there's a lot of Russians that actually feel that way about Ukraine. I mean, you take a lot of these older Russian guys that are in the Russian military; they're actually Ukrainian. They've been in the Russian military for so long that, like, they're generals and they're things like 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 high ranking people in the uh, Russian military that are actually Ukrainian. You think they're into this? No. So, so it's the same thing. So, so Zuckerberg asking to cut off the country of Russia. I mean, I mean that that's penalizing the peasants for shit that the kings do, right? And that's not cool. And you're exactly right about the SWIFT banking system. That is just that is just a uh, communication system. It's antiquated, and they're saying that. Uh, well, what we're going to do is that we're going to cut off certain banks. Now they're going to yeah. cut off the, the banks that that the United States government's making billions of dollars off the Russians. Come on, you know financially we're connected. We're still buying what is it, five hundred million barrels of oil? Ten billion dollars like, a month. Yeah, yeah, from from Russia. Okay, but everybody's dumping out their stoli and dumping out their pop off. You know oh, what I yeah. mean? And it's like, come on, don't be a fucking. You mean idiot. all that shit? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll that, take that's it. it's <laughs> it's purely virtue signaling. That's all it is. Our governor here uh, says that he's taken all the Russian, all the Russian vodka and any other Russian branded products out of our state liquor stores. Of course, New Hampshire, the the state controls the hard liquor, right? And I'm thinking to myself. Dude, that is the stupidest thing you could ever think of because you're taking that. We we paid for that, us taxpayers. We paid for that liquor. But to, but I guarantee, you, yeah. yeah, no, we did out of our tax money. I mean, that comes out of tax money to buy that alcohol. <clears throat> so, but I tell you what he's going to do, right? Because because he's under attack. Our our governor, who's a Republican, is under attack big time for being a rhino, right? Ever since Biden won, he took his he took his nose out of Trump's ass and stuck it in Biden's ass. So, but I could tell you what he's going to do. He's going to take that vodka. He's going to put it back in the warehouse and it's going to stay there till the shit blows over and it's going to come back out and it's going to go in the store. He ain't going to lose no money on this deal. It's just making him look good. The elections are coming up. Yeah, it's, it's the same reason why we have no mandates anymore. Even Boston and New York City are dropping mandates, right? 
So, Dude, so it's, I'll tell you right now, too. The, it's all for the election. It's all for the election. I'm gonna I'm gonna just say it. I'll be the first one. I don't know. I don't I don't think Putin's a crazy son of a bitch like everyone's trying to make him seem to be. I think that he's very calculated in the way that he's doing this. I just don't know what the reasoning is. That's the thing. I'm he's not him. just some crazy madman. No, I, I think he's like you said, he is calculated and he always has been, you know, I mean, he's never acted out of, you know, irrationally. And that's why, you know, I, I don't know what this is about, because it's certainly not what the news is telling you. He's not just a madman who's just blowing up Ukraine, you know, uh, no, relentlessly. That's not true. He's, he, yeah, he's not wholesale bombing. No, well, and Ron, not, that could be yeah. why you were saying, like, you know, we've been we've been hearing on the news that you know this guy's sick. He could be sick, right? And we're seeing that he's fat. He could have gained the uh, the COVID twenty, right? I mean, he could have just gotten sick or, or not yeah, gotten yeah. sick, gotten fat. But they're saying that you know this guy is this guy's sick. He's about to die, so he wants to go out and he wants to be like responsible for ending the West, right? I mean, this is just like it's. One of those it's one of those things that you might think about when you're starting to think like, okay, this dude's got cancer. He's on his way out. Maybe he wants to start a nuclear war and he wants to see what that's like before his lifetime because he's a selfish, narcissistic psychopath and he wants to see it. But I just don't see that, man. I I, I don't see I'm not a supporter, but I just don't see it. Yeah, no, I kind of agree with you there, Ryan. And that could also just be a narrative that they want to push to make us think he's crazy. Yeah, because because if it okay, just say hypothetically that Putin is doing this to take out the deep state. Not saying he is, not saying he's not. But what if he is right? The the news media in the United States is controlled by the deep state. Well, all news media all over the whole world is controlled by the deep state, right? Well, and they're not going to tell you they're not going to tell you what's really going on. They're going to come up with their propaganda and their and their narrative on it, and they're going to push it, push that narrative, twenty four seven, just like they're doing now, on on Fox. And I don't care if it's Fox, CNN, fucking whatever. They're all pushing the same narrative right now. You go, you could watch five different channels. They're all saying the same shit. Yeah, and I I was sold today, Ron. On this is a lot of bullshit. You know, uh, virtue signaling and all that because. I saw two people today side with Ukraine that if this doesn't tell you something's up, then it was Klaus Schwab and George Soros. So if you got those two supporting yeah. you, I'm, I'm going to tend to believe there's something not right on your side. And we got to we got to throw Kissinger in there, too, just like we talked about yesterday, Ron, like Kissinger is in that group. They're all German Jews. For some reason, there's some significance there. Well, they're well, all they're the 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 German fake Jews, though, right? Yeah. They're not they're not real. Well, Jews. no. Yeah. Well, that's what they say. So Klaus Schwab, his mother that he doesn't even claim is Jewish. So they actually tried to bury that down. Now, maybe it could have came out. Yeah, But what what type of Jew, Ryan? That's what I mean. I mean, they're not real. You talking like cultural Jew, like Ron or... talked about in his show. There's Hebrews and there's Jews. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and most of the Eastern Europeans are Jews. They're not Hebrews. Yeah, and the yeah. Hebrews would be the real Jews, right? And the, yeah. the Jews yeah. are the fake Jews. Which ties back so, to the Kazarian area, right? Yeah. Which is back to that Baltic area that, you know, has, has a deep, deep history. Okay, yeah, so man. you guys uh, want to be listening to the upcoming episode of The Wicked Planet because we're going to go all over that. 
this good. Week. Yeah, because so, Ron, so, yeah, so, Ron it, I found it a lot in my research, and I'm more I'm on the later end of the timeline. I'm in the 1700s, 1800s yeah. of it, and even there, I mean the the significance of that area. I mean, and the battles that take place in that area, the constant there's something about that area that has more value than you know we've been led to believe. Okay. Well, Matt, back- how, oh, go ahead, Ryan. Sorry. I was just going to say, like we talked about, Ron, it goes back to that idea where the Russian czar was saying, hey, pick one of these three religions, Islam, Christianity, or Judaism. They chose Judaism. And this is where that whole synagogue of Satan shit comes from. So, yeah, dude, it's a fascinating thing. It's something that like you could you could do an entire podcast and with thousands of episodes, just diving deep into the history, taking specific people taking different, uh, you know, bloodlines or whatever, different events in history. And they tie back. They seem to tie back to this Kazarian mafia for some reason. And I just started really looking into it yesterday before you and I spoke about it, Ron. Um, I'd heard about it, but it's a deep fucking topic. Okay, so it goes back further than that. And this is the series that we've been working on. I want to say this week will be coming up on the fourth or fifth episode. Uh. We haven't branded it yet, but I'm calling it the Babylon and Beyond series. And and, and we're going to actually bring you pre-Kazarians, okay? So, so Matt, have you uh, read any about anything about the connection? Because I know you like to, the, the Tartarian uh, subject. Have you seen any of the connections between the Kazarians and, the, and Tartary? Well, you, you have you've had it's the pretty, connection between the, the cons, right? There's the connections between the cons and the Kazarians because the cons, you know, you go back to Genghis Khan and then they start, they started essentially the Tartarian empire. Um, yes. The, yeah. Back in the 1200s. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then, and then later on, uh, well, actually before that you had Attila the Hun. Yep. And, 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 uh, and, and the Huns is where the, is where the country Hungary comes from. Mm-hmm. So, but, but Attila the Hun was, uh, Oh, 800 years before Genghis Khan. Yeah, like he Genghis was almost Khan, he was almost in Jesus. He was right after Jesus, basically, you know, a couple hundred years after that. Uh, he was born in the 400s. Yeah. Attila the Hun. Attila the Hun. I want to say Genghis Khan was born in 1162. <clears throat> yeah, he right started his empire in the in the early 12th century. Or, or early so 1200s, 13th century. Genghis Genghis Khan was a was a Mongol, and uh, and, and that is all the area where Grand uh, Grand Tartaria was was what is Mongolia, Siberia, and coming all the way up into, even into Western Russia. So uh, so I, I know that you're really into that subject, and I had actually stumbled on some information about that today when I was doing some reading. But Ryan, I think you're right. The Kazaria Mafia is actually who's running the show here. Of course, you know, we've been doing this conspiracy thing here for quite a while now, and this Kazarian Mafia, this is fairly new to me. Me too. But but, but but when you start looking into it, like you're finding out that, you know, the Kazarians came in, they chose Juda- uh, Judaism as their religion. Like you say, out of the three Abrahamic religions, right, they chose Judaism and the key, over- key there, Ron, is they selected. They chose. It's not by birth. Okay. Yeah, they, they chose it. No, it's not. And they actually proved this with DNA, that, that these Kazarian Jews are not Jewish at all. They just chose it as a religion. 
like if me, I decided I wanted to become uh, a Buddhist or whatever, or actually that really wouldn't cut it because if, if you talk about being a Hebrew or being a Jew, that's supposed to be uh, the Hebrews is a bloodline. The Jews, the Jews are not. It's a religion. Yeah. Well, yeah. And the reason religion. that they would have chosen this, the the reason that, you, I mean, they picked the best one because Jews have been persecuted, persecuted since the beginning of time. I mean, you have history of Jews building the pyramids with slave labor. Now, who knows if you want to believe that or not? This is just what we're told in history, right? It's, uh, I mean, you can't really make fun of the Jews or you can't, you can't say that they control the world because that's anti-Semitism. I mean, there's a separate way to say that you're racist against Jews. You know, you're not racist if you're against Jews. You're an anti-Semite. It's a completely different thing. So right, they, well, picked the, they picked the very best one, and that was by design. It wasn't by chance, right? So, yeah, dude, it's, uh, man, it's, it's very, very interesting. And then, you know, I feel like we're talking about half the shit that we said yesterday, Ron. But, like, you know, it's uh, the idea of Hitler being a Rothschild and then just trying to exterminate all of the Jews. I mean, there's something to that too, right? Because, you know, the Rothschild family is of German Jewish, Jewish descent, um, you know, trying to get rid of these people that have the culture, have the history. They have all this, this bloodline shit running through them. This Rothschild, um, you know, the Rothschilds are the agents, the, the forefront of the Kazarians. Let's, let's, Tap into this illegitimate dude. He's a bastard child. Let's, you know, use him. We can make him an asshole. Let's get rid of these people. And then let's see, like, what we can do from there. You know what I mean? And I don't know. It's the, fascinating. And here's where the debate comes in. Now, it's something that I'm digging a little deeper into because you you hear some people in history that say the Azakanazi Jews are actually descended from the Kazarian Jews. But They've done DNA on the, and they're saying no. They're saying the Ashkenazi Jews are these Jews. The Kazarian Jews are these Jews. Now, the Kazarians, they are what they call the, the non-Semite Jews because they're not Semites. And believe it or not, this all goes, goes all the way back to the sons of Noah. You had Shem is, is what his line became the Semites. And then you had Jabeth, and then you had what is the other one? Ham. Now I have my memory. Ham. Well, Ham. Yeah. Ham. And Ham allegedly as his bloodline went off to be the beast of the field or the Canaanites, right? So uh and I just I might want to double check myself on that because that is something that we're working on. But anyway, so the Kazarians are non-Semite Jews. They picked Judaism because, like Ryan says, they kind of wanted to isolate themselves from people. So people wouldn't want to come into them or bother them because they were persecuted at the time. Well, always have been, right? <clears throat> but but when the when the Kazarians were actually defeated by Genghis Khan, the Mongol, defeated the Kazarian Empire, and the Kazarians that escaped, they escaped westward into Europe. And this is where all these European Jews came, and all these European Jews that Hitler went after were actually uh, Kenazi, uh, Ken uh, not Kenazi, sorry, Khazar Jews. Okay. They were, they were the Kazarian Jews that Hitler was going after. Because then we hear that Hitler was an Asher Kenazi Zoo, uh, Jew. 
yeah. which, which which would be weird because if he does have the Rothschild bloodline, which we believe he does, well, the Rothschilds, I feel, would be more Kazarian than they would be Ashkenazi. It's very confusing, Interesting. Con- very convoluted, but but uh, but it's something that we're working on. And, and well, today, Ron, you know and 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 what do they do though? They change their name over and over again to cover their trail. Right. So you good good luck trying to find a true genealogy to some of these families, because, you know, and and a lot of it's comical because you look at the especially back in the, um, you know, the monarch monarchy days of of Europe, most of those leaders of the empires were German. And and people Mm -hmm. don't realize that that these, you know, the French leaders, the the British leaders, the crown, they were Germans who changed their name. And and, yeah. and and so there's a lot more to it. It's not a, you know, a bloodline of a country. They're, they're looking at bloodline overall. And that's why I, I found, I mean, your series you guys got going there is, is fascinating. I listened to that first episode where Sean ran through the bloodlines and the, in the, uh, uh, the 12 family, 12 tribes twice, because there's just so much information in there and uh it's 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 a lot of information yeah but it's good yeah, it's you know it, it, yeah. it gives you that picture and that's what a lot of people need a lot of people need to understand some of the historical narrative of it because they've been fed the indoctrinated story or the narrative that we've been presented instead of let's go back to the source and that's why Sean you know with his deep knowledge of the book he's able to to quote basically passages okay so the kazarian the kazarian jews were fabricated they were actually i don't know if you've ever heard of them called this but you know how there was originally the 12 tribes of judea so so that the kazarian jews are actually called the 13th tribe so we're, we're going to be getting into that a little bit tomorrow uh actually no wednesday night when we record the show wednesday night Okay. That episode will will be out on Thursday, uh, but we're going to try to now. We're not going to be able to go super deep in in the two hours that we do our show. We may have to do several episodes to cover the, the whole Kazarian thing, because oh, as no. to coin one of Ryan's favorite words, it's very fascinating how that how that <laughs> whole, how that, how, that, how that whole setup how that whole setup goes is because. The Kazarians were actually the the uh, from the cult of Baal, right? They were the Baal worshippers. <clears throat> and uh, actually, after after tonight, I will actually maybe I could do it right now. I could text you. Let me go into uh, our lovely little Instagram group chat that we have. I'm going to send you guys a picture of a map that I started working on today. So get your phones ready. Okay. I'm stoked. I wish that people could see what we are seeing right now because you, oh, the, without you having a green screen, it's just like the, it's like this amorphous thing that's just like, it's like uh, plasma. You look like plasma. Okay, here's a little bit of mapping that I worked on today. If you, yeah, well, no, I'm in Ukraine. I, was, <laughs> I know. Well, and that's the so, thing that you look like the ghost of Ukraine, the ghost of Kiev, dude. That's yeah. what you are. Remember last night I was trying to get that to work? Okay, so so go in, go in the uh, go into group chat on Instagram. I mean, yeah, and just look at this little map that I was working on. 
Oh, so so while we're here, so I got the map, so now I can remember, right? So so the non-Semitic Khazars uh, converted to Christianity, right? So when they when they converted to Christianity, this is where Zionism comes from, because Zionism is Christianity plus Judaism. That's Zionism. Yeah, Judeo-Christian. Yeah. So if you could, if you look at that map. You can see where I got uh, convert to Christianity, form Zionism, which equals Christians plus Jews. And then down it says given Israel after World War II. Yep. And it says underneath European Jews are Kazarians equals Zionists, not real Jews or Hebrews. This Mm. is, man, this is deep, Ron. It's just kind of a cool map I was working on today. Yeah, no, that's that's yeah, great. great. And that's interesting because, you know, you bring in that part where Israel, uh, they're given Israel after World War Two. And mm-hmm. one of the things that I found lately, and I'm going to be doing a show here in the near future on it, is the mention of six million Jews. And there's something to that number that and, and I've seen reports that, you know, that um there's a, a myth out there that once 6 million Jews are killed or sacrificed, then the Jews would be given their Holy land. Um, but see what I, what I found though is pre-world war two. Okay. We're talking 1900. I'll say even to give people narrow it down a little bit more between 1900 and 1921, there was over 200 mentions in the New York Times and other, you know, reputable n- news uh, papers about the plight and the struggle of six million Jews that were about to be exterminated in Russia. And uh, and it's, you know, I, I've never heard of it before. It, it, you know, I just found it like a day or two ago. I actually shared it with Ryan last night. Um a couple of the things I found and I, I got to do some more digging into it, but I mean, it's over and over. It's talking about, you know, 6 million. And that, that's the number over and over that's used about them being killed. And at one it's, it's bizarre because in one of the articles, it says the world population of Jews is 6 million. Then in the next one, they're talking about, and, and, you know, it's within the same year or a year later, they're talking about 6 million Jews just in Russia alone that are facing extermination. So it's it's kind of all over the place, but it's something that I've never even heard of or seen. Yeah, so. that That's interesting. Yeah, if you could send that to me, Matt, I'd like to look at that sometime. Definitely. Yeah, uh, it is. You know what it is? It's fascinating. <laughs> but it's very, it's very, very, really, it really is very interesting. I just read through like the first like 30 or 40 of them, and they are very, very uh, it, it's fucking weird, dude. And it's from, you know, established news sources. Right. So you're not getting bullshit from this. Yeah. It's not like you're going to, you know, conspiracy dot com back in the 1900s. This is from the New York Times. So, you know, right. if we're again, take it with a grain of salt, but it was published. It's it's in the paper. You know, um, they're actual you, you can see the actual publication if you really want to dig deep. And that's where I'm going next. I want to go to the source and and pull some of the source documents. But I've seen. No, we're talking like Pittsburgh newspapers and stuff, right? Oh yeah, New York Times, Pittsburgh. It's all over the country too. It's not like it's just the New York Times. It's it's uh, you know, Desert Evening. I mean, yeah, 
I don't want to give too much away, but yeah, dude, it is uh, incredibly uh, that that's a good find on your part, dude. Okay, so you know we know one thing that the Nazis were really good at was record keeping uh, to to their to their demise actually in the end, but uh, it, with the help of our friends at uh, International Business Machines, you know IBM, and uh, so you know I'd really like to know what the actual numbers of people that were killed in the concentration camps, you know, because that might not be including the people that they just lined up in trenches and shot or all the, or the thousands of people they, they took out in the woods and, and shot in Riga, you know what I mean? So, so, but we do know that it wasn't just Jews that was in these concentration camps, right? What were the numbers that you had heard? No, it's always been 6 million, Ryan. Well, so I heard about 13, 13 million is what I heard in total with like the gypsies and all these other groups, right? Okay, but well, not not be. even count- that could be that could be not even counting the ones that they took out and just shot. I'm talking 13 million killed in camps. So that's interesting that you that you bring that up, Ron, about like just just slaughtering random people, dude, shooting shooting people that surrendered. I mean, that's murder technically, right? Even if you're going war to war, like if. If our three countries, if we're like the leaders and, and let's say Ron's people surrender to Matt's and Matt's people just shoot him anyway, that's that's still murder. Right. Yep. So, I mean, I don't know. So how well, it's many a war fucking crime. people? It's a war crime. Yeah. But, but if you're saying six million, like six million Jews, OK, that's six million Jews. And Ryan, if you say the total is 13 million, well, that would make sense, because then you have the Jehovah Witnesses, the political prisoners, uh gypsies that's my favorite the gypsies yeah gypsies uh dissidents you know mentally disabled gay people all the shit dude yeah yeah yeah. and who's your gypsies people from armenia armenia turkey from that baltic region ron i was just gonna say ukraine Uh, ireland kazarians yeah so so they they killed a lot of people but but when you say six million jews like all the reading and in the documentaries I've ever said, it's always it's always capped at six million. That's the number that they always use. So it's interesting that you say that six million Jews have to be sacrificed before they get to Holy Land. It's a trigger. It's a trigger yeah. number. Yeah. yeah. It's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. I, I, see, yeah. I can't help but say that, dude, because like the shit that I learn doing this, I was a, a C and D student through high school. And like, it'd be crazy if, um, you know, if I was just to talk with like some of my old teachers, like my history teachers and shit now, I'd probably blow their fucking minds, dude. You know what I mean? I was such an idiot back then. (laughs) And like you would you would never think that I would be like knowing the kind of shit that I know now. And who knows if I'm actually correct about it, but just bringing these theories up. It really is. That's the only word that I've ever been able to find that really like encapsulates the whole thing is fucking fascinating. It's well, it's incredibly you, interesting information. You know, I'm just busting your balls. No, but, I know. Uh, you know, no, I because I, that was one thing when we were when Matt and I were talking with Sherry um, Edwards, I went back and I listened to it a few times and I was like, damn, I said fascinating too many times. I need to work on that because it is when I when I hear something and especially when I'm trying to talk to a doctor. I don't want to say that's dope as fuck, dude. You know what I mean? Like, I want to say <laughs> right, something right, right. that makes me sound kind of smart. And that's that's the deepest that my vocabulary so, goes. So, Ryan, that's the new tag word for the next shirt. 
listen to the dangerous world and down bottom it's fascinating yeah well you know i i just made a new shirt right now that says trust the science but it's spelled p-s-y-e-n-c-e with mm-hmm. a dash so it's like trust the psyop science yeah it's awesome. a nice it's a nice little design i um, love it yeah, dude. So no, yeah, that that kind of shit is just interesting, man. There is a there's a lot of uh, I will say I should just make a shirt that just says fascinating and like some glitter <laughs> yeah. with a with a unicorn. Yeah. Fascinating <laughs> with yeah. a unicorn. Yes. Great. And, and, and only your friends and fans of the show will know what that means. Yeah. So it'd, be, it'd be like an inside joke. That's a great idea for Patreon uh, subscribers only. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There's, so your gift, you guys... there's your gift box gift, right? I know. So I'm that's kind of fascinating of, but... shirt. Yeah, uh, maybe a that's fascinating fedora, just a, a <laughs> nice little fedora or a thong. You gonna but bring yeah, the dude, fedora you know, back? Hey, that'd be sick. <laughs> a little pork pie. Oh, I love no, you know, So, uh, other than Ukraine, man, I don't know if we wanted to move away from that, but I mean, um, yes, please. There's got to be other shit going on that's probably more important than Ukraine does, right? Is there anything? And and that's the other thing I wanted to say. You know, all the attention seems to be on Ukraine, and you were just getting out. I want to, you know, I was hoping uh, we could get somebody from Canada on here to talk about a little bit of that because the things they're still protesting up there. we have yeah, Daryl. Trump- you really fucked us, Daryl. If you're <laughs> listening, you fucked us. Thanks for nothing. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> no. I love Daryl. Yeah, no. It, it, but uh, and then you have the trucker convoy in America, and then what we also see, which is even more important, is the unraveling of not only the carrot, uh, the C19 narrative, and you're starting to see mandates drop, but you're also a big thing dropped last week about Moderna working on again this mrna technology three years ago and having a deal that basically set up this to show that they had been working on this for three years to get this into place so actually actually yeah it was from 2016 wasn't it matt yeah 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 2016 oh yeah so like Uh, six years yeah and then what is this about the uh the top brass from moderna like uh, selling out their stock and supposedly yeah, vanishing, it, right? Deleting Twitter and just running away. Yeah, well, one of them just bought an eight and a half million dollar apartment in New York City. That is a nice beanie. You know, I like beanies. I is like that, that the lined dude. one, Ryan? Yeah, dude, it's so sick. It's I gotta like, get it's one got, of those. That's the dude, tinfoil it's one. Dope. I love this yeah. thing, honestly. I, was dude, I wear beanies constantly. It's freezing up oh, here, me too. man. Yeah. Oh, my well, God, crazy? Matt, huh? Today. I, I don't I'm I'm not even trying to plug it. Kim just walked in and gave it to me like angry for some reason. I don't know if she's invested in the company or what's wrong with her, but <laughs> she just came in and gave this to me. But it's uh it when you're it's hot here and like it it's cool. Like I was wearing it at work and I forgot that I was wearing it, dude. It's actually really fucking nice. There's something about yeah. that silver interior, but sorry to interrupt. Give me like that link, beauty. I'll throw it in the notes too, because I definitely want I want to get one and check have people check it out. Oh, okay. Ryan, put that shit away. Got, got my Red Sox beating. Toilet my Red paper. Sox beating. What the fuck oh, are you talking shit. about? We wait. You like with the that fucking beat. what, Matt? You don't tell me you like the Yankees. What? What's your pro baseball team? Oh, of what course. are you talking about? You like the Yankees? I, dude, I grew up in in Jersey, so I was I was like twenty minutes from Yankee Stadium. 
Hey, well, I will say that like my, one of my proudest moments as a child was when I was playing uh, baseball in the year of 9-11, uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks beat the New York Yankees in the World Series. That was it was a great time for me as a child. Hey, it was I'll a swift kick in the balls. Right. And Bob Brenly was a fucking commentator. They took him in as a coach and they won that first year, dude. I remember that like it was yesterday. And then the Twin Towers came a crashing down. So, you know, it was not all good. But, you know, there were some positive, positive things for the for uh, Arizona. uh, So you got the big rivalries in pro sports, right? There's no there's there's only two big rivalries. Like one is the Red Sox and the Yankees. So every, every Red Sox fan follows the Yankees. We respect the Yankees. We 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 know that when the Red Sox and the Yankees are going to play, that's a huge deal. Yep. Even if it's in the middle of the season when it just doesn't matter. And the Red Sox will play the Yankees on average about ten times a year, right? Ron, Matt? it's it's nineteen. Oh, is it? so it's nineteen. <laughs> so 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 yeah. So so that's my sister in law is a huge Yankees fan, and I will sit here. She'll be watching it down a mile from here, down at the big house. And I'm up here and I'm watching it. We're texting, just talking shit back and forth the whole game. So, and it's really cool, like in the divisional series, when they always end up playing in the divisional series or whatever. But uh, the other big rivalry in New England is the Boston Bruins and the Montreal Canadiens. Yep. Oh, man, you're fucking, you're missing a big one, Ron. He's talking New England. I know the Celt- the Celtics and the Lakers, baby. Oh well, that's there a- you go. Yeah, huge yeah, rivalry. that's true. Yeah, that's yeah, that's massive. It, it is. You know, for some reason, I'm just not a basketball fan. Yeah, well, you know, when you got LeBron James as your star player, it's kind of tough. But you also, I mean, in, in the the Boston Celtics, they got uh, Ennis Cantor, who's a who's a, you know, it's probably theater, but you know, he's talking a lot of shit against LeBron. So that's oh, kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, and Turkey. So- he talks a lot of shit about Erdogan. Well, yeah, his home country of Turkey also likes yeah. to talk shit. He's not allowed to go back. No. Yeah. Well, that's that's yeah. something interesting, Ron, because I, you know, being from New England, I was always into the Yankees Red Sox rivalry. Well, then my yeah. buddy got me into college football. Well, I was into college football, but he got me into Alabama, and their big rivalry is Auburn. And mm-hmm. you know, I didn't understand it until I went down there, and and you know, until you're in the area and understand the people and what you're dealing with, and the rivalry that they have between there. That's another area you got to look at, man. Is is college rivalries because there are some bitter rivalries in college that mm-hmm. go back, you know, to the 1800s, and uh, and it's some real interesting stories too. But yeah, I I. I you know, I've gotten out of sports in the last two years yeah, I mean, for the yeah. most part. I'll watch a, You know, my son likes baseball uh, still, so I'll watch the Yankees with him a little bit. And uh, and we we watch Alabama football. That's our thing in the fall on Saturdays. You know, he yeah. he even loves it, which is cool because uh, to have an eight year old that's interested in in anything these days is like awesome. Yeah. But that's our thing. <laughs> anything know? other than YouTube, right? I yeah. mean, like that's oh dope. Jesus. Kid City right. Gaming, man. I got to pull. I got to like I did, that song is like drilled into my head. Well, dude, speaking to the college rivalries real quick. I don't know if there's any really interesting like traditions that you guys have in your cities, but we have. So here in Tucson, we have the University of Arizona. And then in Phoenix, there is Arizona State. Right. So it doesn't matter what sports are being played, whether it's basketball, 
football, those are the two main ones, but then it could be baseball. It could be any other, um, you know, sport. But we have this thing here in Tucson called a mountain and it's right off of I-10. Uh, you know, so if you're driving south, it's right over to your right. It's to the to the west. And it's a, an old volcano mountain, supposedly. And it's got this big, really pronounced A on it in block letters. It's a white A. And there's this game that they would play every single time they would play each other. You know, U of A versus ASU. Whether it was in like, you know, ASU's coming down to U of A, they would try and paint that white a gold and if they got caught they'd get arrested they'd go to prison they weren't able able or not prison jail (laughs) prison they get executed yeah make it all crazy (laughs) but no they'd they'd take them to jail and they wouldn't be able to play in the next game you know what i mean like they wouldn't be able to play the the big game that they're like this big rivalry and uh dude like they have this statue uh on the campus of arizona state and it's their colors are red are maroon and gold and ours are red and blue and they'd go and paint that shit red and blue, like just spray paint it, make it all look all shitty. And then they'd come and paint our white a gold if they, you know, you know, wanted to fuck with us. So that was a cool thing. I always thought that was fascinating. It was always kind of fascinating. It's always kind of like just like this goofy ass game with legal repercussions. And like that, that's been a thing since I was a fucking child. Well, and you yeah, see that a lot in college sports with these yeah, cool rivalries cool. like that. Like they play for certain things. I mean, up here in New England, college sports aren't really that big. College basketball is yeah. probably the biggest, but like college football, the you know the only real rivalries up here are the Ivy League schools. I mean, Harvard yeah. and Yale is a big one. I mean, yeah. we have our, you know armies in New York, but you know Army Navy game doesn't really count for our area. Um, yeah. that's more of a national thing, but yeah, we're, we're, we're relegated to pro sports up yeah. here. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. We have uh, the Ivy league. Like you say, the Harvard Yale game is a big deal to them. I could give a shit less. They both suck. Yeah. And then, uh, and then whatever Dartmouth plays, they suck too. Uh, university, uh, UNH, uh, UNH hockey is a big thing here in New Hampshire. Uh, so our rivalry in, uh, college hockey is a UNH and uh, the Maine Bears, the Bears yep. out of Maine, University of Maine. So yeah, when I was in Connecticut, Ron, play. we we had Yale and Quinnipiac, which are two really big yeah. hockey schools oh, sure. too. And sure. and that's yeah. yeah, the hockey East. That's a big thing up here. I never got into it. Uh, my my dad actually grew up in upstate New York, so St. Lawrence is another one of those big you know little schools that makes no sense, but it's a huge hockey school. Um, yeah. but hockey East have is you, known up here. Oh, big time. Have you ever heard of the bean pot? Yes. Oh yeah. I've been to okay. it a couple times. Okay. So the bean pot is all your hockey East teams. Yep. Right. you got uh, Harvard and it's, it's always BU that seems to, 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 to walk away with that. BU is just uh, Boston university Terrius. Uh, and then you have uh, BC, BU, BC's Boston college. Then you have Harvard, you have UMass. Wait, wait. They have a team called the Boston Terriers. Yeah, yes. Boston University. Oh my God. Yeah, that's so, yeah. t- well, I'll tell that's you what, so cool, dude. They got a kick ass hockey team, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the uh, Boston and then, Terriers. That's and then, cool. of course, in basketball, you have the, the UConn basketball is big in UConn. And uh, in, the, in the UConn female basketball team is huge. So, so that's more down Matt's way. But yeah, no, hockey's a big thing up here in New England. At least it is up here, you know, up up in this part. 
but yeah. they're female hockey so, teams. Oh yeah. 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 Oh dude, oh, yeah. I want to get a trans guy in there quick. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's what I'm going to do with my son, Ryan. I'm going to teach him how to play hockey, but women's hockey. That's where we're going. Tell him, hey, just tell him to sit down to pee and how to handle a puck. <laughs> There we I go. I what, found my scholarship opportunity. I don't I can get out of college. I, I'll tell you, a friend of mine's daughter, uh, and I forget what city it is, but she she plays for professional female hockey. And it's the, the team is the Riveters. I'm trying to think. Is it out of Pennsylvania? Anyways, I don't know. But I remember him always telling me, oh, I got to get up at four o'clock in the morning to take my daughter to hockey. And she's actually she's in the National Hockey League, like female hockey league. Mm. So uh, so so she does really good. But you can chicks can play hockey, Ryan. And they hey, can, I don't doubt it, dude. I'm sure like if I brutal, it, they could be you threw brutal. me on ice skates and you try and put me in the middle of a girls hockey team. They'd probably fuck me up because I don't know oh, how yeah. to ice skate. Yeah, um, you'd be all done. You'd be I'd all figure done. it out quick, though. I'd throw <laughs> hands, dude. If, if a girl's if a girl <laughs> team starts messing me up. I will throw hands and elbows. I, I have no, no shame. Yeah, I'll make they, sure that I don't get embarrassed by these ladies. And they would still kick your ass. These these lady hockey players are tough, man. They're really tough. Yeah, I don't. I honestly don't doubt it. These uh, some of these these chicks are nasty. But yeah, dude, I don't know. Like like we 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 got into a tangent there. I ju- I was really just curious as to uh you know what what this whole thing would be distracting us from, um. I don't know. I think that uh, I think we're in for some interesting times, man. Gas is going to get expensive. Shelves are going to be empty. It's going to be very. Um, it's, I think it's going to be different, dude. I don't think we'll go back to the the times before 2020. You know what I mean? I think that it's going to be. No, it's, it's going to be very, very different. Yeah, the new normal thing that they were pushing is very real. There's going to be some sort of and the whole thing, you know, the, the agenda 2030 that that has kind of been forgotten about because again all that we're talking about is ukraine i you know again another thing that ron and i were talking about yesterday i actually don't give much credence to the distraction theory because most americans especially only pay attention to what they're hearing on the news so it's like what the fuck would this be distracting us from as a whole because no one is out there actually looking for unique information everyone is absorbing what they hear from cnn fox social media all these other things so what would this be distracting us from is there well, something I, bigger you i think on? it's kind of the transition ryan because you're not hearing about as much covid, COVID. cases covid deaths good point covid you know you i haven't heard anything about vaccine pushes lately you know like i know, you know what I matt what's that my my sister went to uh, she's sick my sister went to urgent care guess what she's got not COVID. COVID. She's got a sinus infection. Get out. No COVID. I swear to God. No COVID. Oh so, my- you know, it, it's interesting. You know what I mean? Let's see if let's see how often people are actually diagnosed with COVID from here on out. Like, and then we'll, we'll put a timestamp on it. It's fucking, uh, you know, the last day of Black History March Month. March 1st. OK, well, it's the day after Black History Month. Let's be let's be fucking honorable here. We'll give them, the last- give them their month. The shortest month yeah, of the Wednesday. year. Yeah. <laughs> the shortest yeah, month of the year. That's Wednesday. March first is on Wednesday. Yeah, Black History Month, shortest month of the year. So, you know, they get that one they get that one less day off 
which uh, I'm sure they could protest about or whatever. <laughs> Dude, I always actually kind of thought that was a slap in the face. But yes, it's very interesting. We'll put a timestamp on it. We'll say that, you know, we'll see how many people actually get diagnosed with COVID from here on out. And um, hopefully yeah, I think Ebola didn't come out of the- I think it's dying, man. I think people are just uh, done with it, you know, and they've they, sure. the, the whole point of it, obviously, was the push for the vaccines. And they've gotten to a point where what can they do anymore? You know, I mean, the mandates aren't working. I mean, they're going to now here's the thing. The caveat I'm going to throw out there is we have to check back in December after the election and see where we are, too. Because this is all, you know, dog and pony show to get us to the midterms um, and to say. So what do you do? Good point. Yeah, I was just going to say, Matt, sorry to interrupt. What do you think? What kind of cluster, you know, what we got coming up in that this whole midterm thing? I mean, are we I mean, is this is this war just a distraction to keep the midterms from even happening? Like Brian says, calling martial law. We're being threatened with cyber attacks. Look at we're the United States of America. You get you are you trying to make me believe that Russia could turn off our power and they haven't even turned off the power in fucking Ukraine. Right. But that's the thing, Ron. So that would so the reason, the only reason that I think that this would be possible, it wouldn't be Russia turning off our power. It would be the United States government turning off our power and saying that Russia did it. Just like you're right. Stole the election, just like all this other shit. They would be they would be doing it themselves. You know what I mean? I feel like we're the actual targets here and I'm not trying to be selfish, but I just think that the United States citizens that are angry about this, the the last two years almost. Right. I mean, it's been a year, really. Right. No, it's been. Yeah, well, it's been two. Yeah, it's been two. I mean, time flies when you're having fun. But yeah, you know, it's um, man, I think that we're the targets, dude. Because even the people that are voting for Biden, you're not seeing them proud that they voted for Biden. Everyone is very, very upset with this push. And a lot more people are becoming, quote unquote, woke, right? Or awakened or whatever the fuck you want to call it. But it's very, very, people are upset. Yeah. There's a difference between woke and the people that are waking up. I I know it's it's fucked up, but there is a difference there. Of course there is. Yeah, woke is just like, there's yeah. 70,000 genders, you know, and then the other one is yeah. like, you know, yeah, yeah, there's uh, there's some shady stuff going on. The government doesn't have your best interest in mind. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's a good point. But yeah, yeah you know, I think some, that our government will screw us over at the end of this. You know, I'm just noticing I'm watching this uh, this live uh, feed out of Kiev. Actually, it's out of Lviv. But they just spelled that wrong anyway. Uh, they must have dropped all their mask mandates, too, because I don't see any of the soldiers wearing masks. Well, and only like 30 percent of them are vaccinated. Well, you know, if they get shot and they die, it could be it could have been worse. Could have been COVID dead. They, they could yeah. die with COVID, not from COVID. I wonder how many of them would be considered COVID deaths on their birth. I mean, on a death certificate. Well, that's what's so funny. They stand with all these unvaccinated Ukrainians, but we're we're yeah. per- parasites of our our society well it looks like Zelensky's on hey did you see the latest thing now they they want nato to impose a no-fly zone over ukraine yeah yeah well yeah. did you how see it the gonna, other day when uh, how they going to enforce that if we're not getting involved if nato's not getting involved how could they enforce a no-fly zone nato needs to be disbanded yes 
NATO needs to go away. NATO is well, that's just, NATO is like well, that's the UN. Just the money sucker. It's a yeah. money sucker, anyways. Yeah. Yep. It's the European UN for us, basically. You know, it's our own little sandbox to play in and terrorize other nations. And yeah, North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Fuck it all. Yeah, yeah. it's just it's it's antiquated. It's that Cold War. You know that fear from the the fifties and sixties that they just won't let get, let go of. Well, to your point, Matt, when you know you did that episode recently, that was phenomenal. The way that you did that, and notice I used the new F word. That's not fascinating. It was phenomenal. That <laughs> which is a P word actually, but you know it's um what what you were talking about with the timelines repeating. Um, you know, we were texting a little bit back and forth last night with the idea of like the, the Spanish flu of 1918, correct? Is this yep. when it started? And then the World War II starts. Shit. I mean, what's going to happen? I mean, we, we might have just had like, you know, World War One, which started in 1917, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, the next year. So World War One in this timeline could have been COVID, right? That could have been World War One, And then. World War II, just two years later, instead of one year later, could have been what we're seeing right now with this whole uh, bullshit going on with with, you know, what we're seeing right now, literally. And then World War Three happens with, uh, you know, that would be World War Two, which happens after. I don't know. I, you know, I, I don't know if I'm explaining that very well, but I think that it just makes sense that you're seeing pandemic. And then, or, or a world war, and then pandemic, and then world war again. And the this world war could be World War Three, and then it's all gone after that, dude. You know, who knows, man? It's it's very interesting. It really is, I and I, I just I don't know if we're ever going to see a world war again. You know, in the sense that we did in in World War Two. I just I don't know. There's something about me that I don't think that people are going to buy into it. You know, unless there's this tremendous threat, you know, like, you know, if it would be we'll use an example like a a Chinese red threat, right, where they're just going around and just doing what the Nazis did in World War Two, you know, just start swallowing up all the countries around them, taking them all in. And, you know, other than that, I don't see countries coming together on a massive scale anymore. I just I don't see the people allowing it. I'm just concerned that some people are talking, you know, Putin is talking supposedly about nuclear war. And because I heard from pretty credible sources, um, in my opinion, that once they start talking about nuclear war, that's just one step closer to actually getting there. Right. And and yeah, maybe that's just propaganda. But um, the way that I would see it again, bringing it down to like the most basic level, if the three of us are superpowers, and we all have bombs that we can bomb each other's houses. Why would any of us talk about that? Why would any of us like we're all trying to figure out like how to get at the end of this thing, this conflict that the three of us have? Why would we not? Um, why would we mention bombs? Why would we mention this shit if we could just steer clear of that? Yeah, it'd be, it'd be like, like you and I getting in a street fight, Ryan, and I'm bragging about I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get all my guns and blow you up. You know, exactly. It's the yeah, same thing. You don't better... use it as a threat unless you're planning on using it or you're just using it as a major deterrent. But I, I see what you're saying, that this doesn't seem like he's just using it as a deterrent because everybody knows Russia has, quote unquote, the most nuclear weapons. Yeah, it's like us fighting with hands. And one of our fucking friends is like, dude, I'm going to get out and shoot you if you don't get off of them. You yeah. know what I mean, and then like, who knows what your other friends got? 
yeah that's a better better analogy there yeah i'm just fucking stupid when i try and bring these things up but yeah no that's a that's a great uh way to bring that up dude and it, 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 i just see it getting a little closer to some chaos yeah and i i think, yeah, I think- I, ron what do you think because i'm interested to see what happens this week with the with the trucker convoy here coming in dc because they're trying to get into D.C. right around when Biden wants to give that, uh, you know, State of the Union. So tomorrow, course, right? State of the Union is tomorrow night. Tomorrow. They're, yeah, tomorrow night. They're already putting the fences up around the White House and the Capitol building. Right. They're, they're already doing that. Wait, it's wait, trucker- Ron. You're telling me that fences and walls work? Oh, yeah. Ex- well, except down your way. What? They don't work down. They don't work down Arizona and Texas. They work oh, they to protect borders. buildings, okay. not borders. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So, sorry. so you got the truckers are converging on DC now. Uh, could be a potential false flag there. Ryan and I talked about that. There's a theory that there's already infiltrators in on that convoy that are going to cause trouble. Right. So, all so it takes Ron is one truck with some explosives. Yeah, and not even much. I mean, look what the rider truck did to the Oklahoma City building, right? Oh, come on. Well, <laughs> well I'm just saying. Hey, speaking of ammonia nitrate, uh, did you see where uh, Putin has ordered no exporting of it? Because I guess they make the most of it in the whole world. Well, and that's another thing, Ron, that we forgot to talk about yesterday when we're talking about petroleum products. What about soil? I mean, soil comes from fucking gas. Right. I mean, it's crazy if you're going to simplify it like that. Yeah, dude, you know, food's gone. Food's gone. You're not going to be able to eat in a couple of years if you don't fucking wake up. Well, up here in New England, we still use good old fashioned cow shit. And that that seems to work pretty good. You can go to any farm and they'll just fucking load your truck right up. Yeah. But how are you going to grow their food? How are you going to grow the cow food without ammonium nitrate? Have you ever been to New England? I have not. Okay, you need to come up and you would just look around and you'll answer your question before. But you uh, honestly, Ron, the, but we've been living in the system. What would the cows be eating if it wasn't for like the modern day world? I understand that they eat grass and stuff, but like, I don't get it. I, I, it wouldn't work okay, out the so same way, I don't think. If New England was isolated from the rest of the country, we wouldn't need anybody. We wouldn't need anybody. Uh we make our own arms in New England. We have our own farms in New England. We have lots of pasture in New England. We have lots of forest. We have lots of corn. So, so they, so they feed cows here. It's called haylage. And, and what it is, it's it's corn silage. Matt, you probably know what I'm talking about. Yep. Silage is they grow corn not for human consumption. Uh-huh. They grow they grow corn to feed the cows, and that's called silage or haylage. And and when and when you see uh, the big silos at the farms, that's where they store it for the winter, in, in these big, great, big, huge silos. So what they'll do, they'll take say a a forty acre field and they'll just grow corn in it, right? But yeah. here, here we call it cow corn. It's called cow corn. Yep. And they just they just and they just cut it and it mulches it up into this fine thing. It goes into silos and that's what they feed the cows along with hay in the winter. But but all summer they're grazing. They're out in the pastures. So, yeah, so- Ron. I think I honestly, man, I think that that's propaganda though, because we have that same thing here in Arizona. People were moving here to Arizona for the four C's. You got climate, copper, uh, cotton, 
and cattle that that was the four c's so there's always these reasons that people want to move to these areas and and yeah i agree yeah probably there's there's definitely good reasons to move to each one of these regions but man i think that the reason that we've gotten to the point is because we have these 50 little independent countries and that's exactly what the states are there are these 50 little independent countries that that benefit each other that's what we're supposed to be yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're supposed to be independent countries. But but my point was is New England is pretty self sufficient. I, I mean we could you know, we could do trade with the Canadians if we if we wanted to. Well and Ron, uh, we, we have the do. huge coastline too, right? I was just See? gonna say that. So so we do a lot of business with the Canadian Maritimes. I mean, we could live off of what comes out of the ocean. Forget about what's it roaming around in your backyard. I mean, we could literally survive off of what grows what's out in the ocean. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, uh, New England's a good place to be. The weather really sucks here, and cost That's of living, Ron. Thing. Cost of living is very high here. Yeah, cost of living is very high. Uh, yeah, property tax. We won't even get into oh. that. Like, like what I pay for property tax here, uh, a mansion in Florida won't even be that much. It's like ridiculous. It's like ridiculous. But that's how we fund the schools, and until they get that roped in. Now, do you guys get excise on your car too, on your vehicles? We well, we pay a registration tax, so okay. it's pretty high. Yeah, like say, uh, even my oldest car cost me two hundred bucks to register. Our truck, the first year I registered it, it was nine hundred. The second year was eight hundred. Now it's down to four hundred because it's five years old. Yeah, but it's still four hundred bucks. Yeah. My Volvo's like two hundred bucks. So to register all of our vehicles, it, it still costs me like twelve hundred bucks. Yeah. Every and that's in December and January because it's on your birth month that you have to do that. So so yeah, no, it's expensive up here, like big time expensive. Mm. But but we don't have sales tax and we don't have income tax. So I guess it I guess it's all relative. That's Whatever. why we all run up up your way to go buy booze. Well, that's why we <laughs> sell so much of it. Yeah. Everybody, every other New England state comes to New Hampshire to buy their booze. We know oh, that. if you don't, you're stupid. Yeah. Why Why would, especially, I mean, it's worth the drive. Yeah, and you buy our cigarettes, too. Yeah. Our cigarettes and our booze. Yeah. Tobacco, yeah, so, all of it. It is crazy how close everything is up there where you guys are at, yeah. because yeah. things are so spaced apart out here where I am. You know what I mean? It's very, very weird. And then yeah. you even see, you see patterns where, you know, people that move out of their parents' homes they move like on an average of where you guys are at, like six miles away um, on average. And then where we're at, it's like 25 to 30 miles away is where people move. And it's just because it's shit's more spaced out. It's relative. But people think like if you're just looking at that without any knowledge of how things are, you're like, oh, people in the West move farther and farther away from their parents. It's like, no, man, like shit's just more spread out here. It's weird. It's, it's, and, and it's, it's kind crazy of an you say thing. that, Ryan, because I, you know, I left my house to go to college and everything. I moved up to Rhode. I went to Rhode Island and then, uh, you know, I moved back to Connecticut and got a job back there after school. And then, you know, after I got married and had my son, we bought a house and it was literally three miles from my parents' house. You know, so that we did, I did exactly what you're saying is, is I went, I came back right to that area. And until we got, I got divorced and had to move up here. Uh, I, yeah, I was in that, I was in that like three to five mile range from where I grew up essentially. And I, I'd never even heard that before. That's crazy. 
Yeah, yeah look a- at a map of how like it's the same idea of like Rumspringer when uh, you know the Amish they get that year to go and run wild after they fucking you know were <laughs> you know when they turn eighteen they get to go and and live in the the modern world. Ninety five percent of them or something go back. You know what I mean? It's because people are are comfortable where they're at, and even you can be the most independent minded person, you can still just want to have that tie that anchor back to where you started. There's something about human nature with that. I, myself, I live 15 miles away from my parents. You know what I mean? Um, I've lived about 20 miles away. That's the farthest I've ever gotten. So it's just interesting. You know, there's not that. I'm a mile. I'm exactly 1.2 miles from my mom's house Uh, because that's the the family homestead down near the big farm. But uh, but yeah, even my wife, uh, her mom just lives the next town over. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so everybody lives, everybody lives pretty close, Ryan. So you're right. So let me give you an example. Uh, from my doorstep, if I could travel, I could be to Massachusetts, the Massachusetts border in less than 40 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I could be to Maine in less, in about, in less than an hour. And it would take me a little bit longer to get to Vermont only because there's no easy way to get there. Like, like to get to Vermont, you have to basically go north, which makes no sense. If you wanted to go straight west to get to Vermont, well, you could probably be there in less than an hour, right? So I could be to all the surrounding states in about an hour, right, roughly. Well, it's probably an hour to Vermont because I could be to my sister's. My sister's is two hours away and she's way up in Vermont. So two and a half hours. I could be to Canada. I can hit the Canadian border and I want to say four hours. And again, there's no easy way to get there, right? It's, it's, it's. Yeah. And you're, you're still, Ron, like two hours away from New York, too, New York State. Uh, New York State is, uh, no, that's a little more than that. So, so to get to New York State from here, you got to go through Vermont to get there. Oh, you do? uh, Okay. Yes. Yeah, you go right straight west. You go right through Vermont. Actually, what you do is you go out to Keene, which is down in Monadnock region, yep. and that's right. That's right in the corner where uh, Massachusetts, Vermont, and then just a little bit further is is New York. Yep. So so it's all it's all like North Adams, Mass. You're familiar with that mm-hmm. North Adams, Mass, in that area. That's right over towards towards New York there. But uh, well, that's but where yeah, I am. I I'm out. I'm out in the in the Western Mass. Yeah, I'm I'm probably yeah. 25, 30 minutes from New York border. Yeah, yeah. So you were over near Mohawk Trail. Yeah, you're over that way. Yeah, yeah. So you're close to New York. Yeah, Island, we're in the so. Valley. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyways, but I could be in New York City in four and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. I could so. be there in like sixteen. I can get there. And you, you know what? Probably None of you want to go there. There's nothing. Yeah, I, I have no desire. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, even Not now, even, even back in the day, like I, I grew up in Connecticut, and you know, and then so I, you know, had friends spent a lot of time in the city. I rarely went down there. Like I never saw what everybody else saw about the city. I just, man, it's so dirty and disgusting, and so many people. Well. And, you guys got to come out here, man. Fucking see some saguaros. Hike I've some been out there. I, I was out. I played shrooms. ball at ASU for a while. Oh, okay. Well, I did not know that. ASU is a, there's a lot of beautiful women there. Oh, my you God. Are, it's it's up there with like the, you know, rank a rank of California school. Yeah, it's like USC. Yeah. I, I, I've seen both. And yeah, ASU girls can 
hold it down with anybody in the country. Oh yeah. That's uh we're we're proud of that. We're proud of that. But that's our rival school. Tucson's the same. U of A's the same. Um, but yeah, man. Love to see you guys out here. But yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna head out here because I am gonna eat yeah. some tacos. Yeah, Speaking I gotta grab something to eat myself. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Uh just plug your stuff real quick and we'll get out of here. Ron, go ahead. Uh oh, who froze? Somebody froze. Me? Are Who's we back? Frozen? Are we back? So. Are you there, Ron? All right. Yeah, I'm here now. Yeah, no, I froze up there for a second, which was weird. Uh, anyways, yeah, Ron from New England. Come follow me on Instagram. Uh, come and follow me at the Wicked Planet Podcast, also on Instagram. And check out the Wicked Planet Podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Podbean, you know, whatever. It's like seven. I mean, we're all on the same thing, right? So there's like seven or eight places you can come listen to us. Come check us out. Come listen to me on The Dangerous World. Uh, come listen to to us uh, talk of the tavern. Come listen to us on Matt's Monday night's Master Debater show. <laughs> <laughs> Which Hell is very yeah. good. But no, Matt, thanks for having me on. I always love coming on. Doing oh, thanks, shows. thanks for joining us, Ron. Yeah. And hey, I, I highly recommend the especially the last like four or five podcasts you guys have been putting out with the new series to anyone that, that has any interest in what we've been talking about tonight and the real history deep, you know, we're talking biblical and pre-biblical times. Oh yeah. Check and out Ron's show. That far. Yep. Yeah. We're going that far too. It's going to be really, really fun, but thanks for having me on Matt. Oh, always a pleasure, sir. Ryan, where can they find the dangerous world podcast? Oh, uh, I hope that they can find me wherever they find you guys. But uh, yeah, I, I agree with what you said, Matt. You know, Ron's uh, last few episodes have been epic. And uh, also yours have been great, dude. Obviously, we're listening on your feed here. Um, but yeah, dude, that uh, what the fuck's a Tartarian? That's a great episode. You know, you're you're really doing a good job, dude. And I appreciate uh, just the work that that people are putting in and uh Man, it's a fucking fun community, dude. I, I love this stuff. So you can find me anywhere. YouTube channel trying to grow that slowly, but surely it's coming. Uh, you know, dangerousworldstore.com, dangerous world on Patreon. You got wherever. new t-shirts, right? I do have the one, the new uh COVID world tour, and then the uh trust the science uh shirts coming out uh probably tomorrow. So nice. uh, I just need to get the design up, but the the tr- the uh, COVID World Tour shirts are already printed. Those uh, Trust the Science ones won't be printed for a little bit, but um, you can buy them, and then I'll ship them out within like three or four days. So sometimes it takes me a minute, man. You know, I'm a one man band, so it takes some time sometimes uh, to do all this. Yeah, shit. give us a because break not, for not Christ's for these... sakes. Come on, people. I know. I mean, not enough of these cheap fucks put down money on the Patreon and it pisses me off. You know what I mean? Like people can throw down three fucking dollars. Everyone listening. If I had everyone listening, put down three fucking dollars, I'd have like fucking five thousand dollars. You know I what I mean? Gonna say, or not even or not even three bucks. Right, Ryan? With all your listeners, if they paid you two bucks. Yep. Well, yeah. But but it's- I think it's important to, to remind the listeners, like if they go to Dangerous World Store, Right. These shirts are handmade by Ryan himself. These are not made by any online company. They're not from China. They're not from any of that. Ryan sits there and he makes them himself one at a time. So every shirt that you get is a one-off shirt. So that ought to be worth something. Go out there and support the dangerous world. Go spend some fucking money. 
Join the Patreon. I'm a producer level at Patreon. Yes, he is. Ryan for a long time. I support him. And uh, it just people just need to do that. And I'm going to start asking for money too soon, people. So you need so I'm to gonna have to start. Yeah, I need to buy some stuff, man. Well, yeah, not only do I print the shirts, I uh, rub my nutsack on each one of the tags. So you got like a little bit of a special scent of me, a special scent of Ryan on each Ryan, shirt. You should have each shirt have Kim just put the shirt on for a couple of minutes and take it off. And say, yeah. was, this shirt has already been worn by insane, crazy Jane, the lovely Kim. I could have her squirt in each one a little bit. You could do that. <laughs> you could do that. Or whatever. Uh, I mean, dude, this went off the rails real quick. Get, get oh, some shit. nipple juice on it. Something like that. <laughs> That's... Just, just, yeah, just... no, honestly, all, everything is created in a sanitary environment. I keep my office fairly clean. So, Matt. Uh, what about you, dude? <laughs> Where can they find hey, you? And I will attest to your shirts. I probably have 10 of them, and they're the most comfortable T-shirts <laughs> out there. And yeah. there are no nutsack stains on any of them. So I will attest well, to And that. the one that you got, that or the two or three, what, what you bought like a certain batch that I fucked up on. I one of the first them. batches, yeah. It just I replaced it, it, them. Yeah, it didn't, it didn't stick. And, dude, you end up sending me new ones. I didn't even ask for it, so... You know, well, I, I appreciate that. But ever since, I haven't had a single issue. I've I've ordered just about every shirt you've had since. Thank you, sir. I appreciate all the compliments. I feel like something bad's going to happen to me after we get off the recording because of all, all right, the positive we'll go eat, Yeah, energy. go eat your tacos, you know? Yeah. What's <laughs> going on with you, dude? Yeah, now you can you, find man? my uh, my stuff at the uh, Great Deception Podcast, Instagram, YouTube, BitChute, Odyssey. Uh, starting to hopefully put together a little bit more YouTube videos and uh, we'll go from there. Eventually we're going to start a little merch shop, get some t-shirts and whatever else we can put out there. And uh, much like Ron, I think this year we might start uh, making a move to, to put some pay there so we can start upgrading the show, get some equipment yeah. and uh, actually have a legitimate production here on our hands. Yeah. And you know, Matt, it's important for people to know too, like, like when we start asking for donations or money or Patreons, like how Ryan does it, like, like we don't take this money and go drinking and partying with it. Like this I do. Money, I do. Well, well, this money, this money goes directly back into the show to make the production better. So it's better for the listeners. So, so we care about the listeners. Obviously, we care very much of the product that we're putting out, uh, but it, but it costs money. We, we have a lot of money invested. And our and our stuff is just okay, and it needs to be better. Yep. So, so when we're asking for money, listen, none of us guys sit on our ass. Believe me, we all put in long days, and we still find time to do the research to put out a good product, put out a good show, something you guys could be interested in, the listeners. So that just shows our dedication. So maybe we want some other people to show us a little dedication. Maybe slip us a few bucks to help us out. I don't think it's a lot to ask. Not at all. I'll tell you no. right now, the if the three of us had a show together, it would be at the top of the charts of whatever fucking uh, sector we entered. This is a uh, fun conversation every time. Yeah. Always, hey, that's guys. Why I, like do, I, I like doing these group shows because it, it gets us out there even further. And, and, and more exposure is good. There's no such thing as bad exposure. Uh, unless it's your Uncle Jimmy uh, on a Sunday out in the playground. That's not good exposure. <laughs> And with that image, yeah, we will let Uncle Jimmy in his trench coat leave you for the night. So, guys, again, thank you so much for joining me. Everyone stay strong and question everything. 
A vital element in keeping the peace is our military establishment. Our arms must be mighty, ready for instant action, so that no potential aggressor may be tempted to risk his own destruction. Our military organization today bears little relation to that known of any of my predecessors in peacetime, or indeed by the fighting men of World War II or Korea. Until the latest of our world conflicts, the United States had no armaments industry. American makers of plowshares could, with time and as required, make swords as well. But we can no longer risk emergency improvisation of national defense. We have been compelled to create a permanent armaments industry of vast proportions. How to do this? Three and a half million men and women are directly engaged in the defense establishment. We annually spend on military security alone more than the net income of all United States corporations. Now, this conjunction of an immense military establishment and a large arms industry is new in the American experience. The total influence, economic, political, even spiritual, is felt in every city, every state house, every office of the federal government. We recognize the imperative need for this development, yet we must not fail to comprehend its grave implications. Our toil, resources, and livelihood are all involved. So is the very structure of our society. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. We should take nothing for granted. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry can compel the proper meshing of the huge industrial and military machinery of defense with our peaceful methods and goals, so that security and liberty may prosper together.